My name is Kim Chill, and I get letters about the untold. I'm tired. I'm really, really tired. To be honest, it feels like I have not slept at all this week. Every time I go to sleep, I have dreams. I know I have them, but when I wake up, I can't remember any of them. But my body does. My mind has blocked my access to the memories. How do I know? My partner keeps waking me up from screaming. I asked them earlier today, after the fifth day of it, if they remember me saying anything in those screaming moments. Seeing my partner's terrified eyes and nodding slowly, they repeated it to me. They are coming. They are coming. I hear their cries. They are coming. They are coming all with white eyes. That made me light some candles for my gods and goddesses, asking them for help to stop these nightmares and protection. As you all can imagine, my days have not been fun. Depression and anxiety is kicking my butt even harder than usual. Easy chores feels like mountains to conquer. Though I try my best to conquer them all the same. After the last letter, I had about two days of small bliss. Oh, I love when my head gives me those. I can truly be in the moment then, appreciate even more the life I've gotten. Maybe I am broke when it comes to money, but I do have love. A roof over my head and food in the pantry. I know I'm luckier than many, many people in this world we live in, and I try not to forget it every day. Yesterday, I got a letter from Brendan. Usually, as soon as the letter is read, I start recording so I can start editing as soon as possible. Having an old Mac that takes forever to boot up and even longer to switch tabs, I have to say this takes forever doing. I also like to record right after because it's all fresh in my memories. Making my own words as I speak before and after the letter is read to you all more relevant to the content. But after this one, I need my own time to process. And you will all understand why soon. But let me talk about yesterday. I woke up as I had all these days and started to get ready to work out. Healthy body, healthy mind, yada yada yada. It's part of my routine, and routines are very important when it comes to mental health. Getting myself to the workout was a breeze. I don't walk alone in the dark anymore. So as soon as the sun was shining in the sky, I was on my way. And as soon as I was done, it was time to get my ass back home, but I needed to get some groceries first. We were out of eggs and avocado. I know, millennials and all that. The self-checkout was full, as all the teenagers decided to go and buy lunch today at the mall. I put the food on the counter for the cashier. Slumping my training bag on the other side so I could put the groceries in them, the cashier spoke. Sir, I don't think I need this. Looking up, she was holding a letter towards me, with my name. Who are you? I quickly said, and the look on her face was that of an... Oh no, madman. I... Sorry, sir? I repeated the last words again. Who are you, and how did you get this letter? She looked over to the other cashier on the opposite side of us with a cry for help in her eyes. It... It was on the eggs. Oh. Sorry. Quickly, I got myself together before packing it all up. Not looking around at all, I did not want the small town to think of me as the mad person attacking cashiers. I had enough problems as it was. Hurriedly, I got myself on the bus home and back to my apartment, where I opened my letter and it read. 
Dear Kim Chill, I found the GPS tag. I had just mailed your letter and I headed home to take a shower. And as I walked out of my shower, I saw it. Hanging from the bathroom ceiling on a thread, while written in what I do hope is lipstick of all things, though it was dripping, on my bathroom mirror. Don't worry. We're making sure Kim is getting the letter. In other news, I'm looking for a new apartment now. Fancy that. I have moved to a motel in the meantime, and I'm not putting another step into that place ever again. I heard of an awesome hoodoo order that's going to come and visit my new place when I get it, and make sure nothing spiritual or supernatural can come into that place without my express consent. It seems like, however, or whatever is changing the letters, does so only on the outside of it. Everything you've read back on the podcast is word for word, so I have no idea why they're doing this. For your protection? For mine? Is it creepy? Oh yeah, that has become the story of my life lately, anyway. But still things surprise me. I bet you've been waiting on the continuation. Sorry for putting on a cliffhanger, Kim, but it's partly to make you want to continue to do this. So yeah, it's intentional. Who was it on the boat? How was it gonna get weirder? Let me continue where I left off. I had just fainted. And peed my pants. And for a moment of pure bliss, I was floating in unconscious ecstasy before a white eye appeared in front of me. I jolted awake, screaming, in a bed, naked. It was a cabin. I could feel the waves of the water and a small hum from an engines that gave me the confidence to know that I was still on that boat. I saw sunlight coming out from the small window on the left side. The book or tome was laying on top of my clothes that was neatly folded on a chair. I got out of the bed and checked my phone. It was 9.15am. I had slept through the night. My clothes were clean. And when I mean clean, I mean it looked like the day I had bought them. But not only that, I was clean. And then I spotted the one thing that shouldn't be there. My traveling backpack. And in it all my stuff from the hotel. I could swap clothes, and trust me when I said, I did. Now I was wearing a baggy black cargo shorts, white sneakers, and an oversized white t-shirt. My hair in a high bun, feeling truly fresh after being in caves and sweating like a... I won't write that. It's a strange how much a good night's sleep could take the edge away from paranoia. I mean, I had been transported hours away from Athens from an escape room to the gates of Hades, and then everything that has been happening... I was still smiling at how good I felt. My priorities was on point today, though I did wonder if the woman that appeared on this boat was still on it. I slowly opened the cabin door and the fresh humidity of ocean air struck my nostrils like a gentle sup. I walked up towards the patio again, walking past a small kitchen and an indoor resting area to be greeted by the same young woman, still wearing the red dress, her black hair now in a Greek knot. On the table sat sunny-side eggs, toasted bread, some fruits, pot of coffee, a jug of what seemed like orange juice. Good morning, Brendan. I took the liberty to make sure breakfast was ready for you when you woke up. Her smile was genuine, and at that point the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. Th- thank you? I looked around, 
We were traveling on the sea still, a calm sea that was reflecting the morning sun gently, the small breeze keeping both me and the woman perfectly chilled. I got shot. I got shot and now I'm in the afterlife with a beautiful woman and perfect breakfast. She chuckled gently. Thanatos has not taken you yet, young Brendan. My eyes moved back to her, and there sat the version of her that looked like she was in her forties, gently sipping the coffee. Like I said last night, please have a seat, Brendan. We need to talk, and quite frankly, I do have better things to do with my day than be at sea with an archaeologist's. Sit and eat something, you must be starving. I was, and not to seem impolite to the woman who had just literally saved my life and cleaned me at that, my ass hit the chair and I grabbed a toasted bread to put an egg on right away. Who are you, and what is happening to me? What is happening to you is that you have now entered something you shouldn't have. There was someone who warned you, weren't there? To stay asleep, not to wake up into this world. Well, you did not heed his last warning. And now, as you took that book, as you stole from that altar in Athens, you became part of events. You woke up. As she spoke, her form shifted to the older version of herself, the gray hairs and sunken eyes looking at me while talking. It is sad, my dear. It truly is. But alas... Nobody in the stories wishes to be part of it. And most people who wakes up wishes they could fall back asleep. The older woman patted me gently on my arm as I listened to her, forgetting about the food. Eat, dear. You need your strength. Oh, yeah. I took a bite of the toasted bread and egg, and it tasted like nothing I have ever eaten before. Now, what is happening is that you are waking up to the true world. It is harder than it has ever been, with technology and science being part of the reason. You see, each and every satellite that has been launched, every cell phone or computer, has a little extra magic in them. And it is broadcasting what we call a lullaby. To make sure that the majority of humanity does not see, hear, or believe in the supernatural of the world. Taking another bite, I blurred, because science and magic can't coexist. A laughter made the woman turn into the youngest of herself again. <laughs> they coexist just fine. But it is nice to make people believe it doesn't. Easier to keep them asleep. But you must be noticing too, huh? Your mind, I bet, doesn't try to explain away our talk. Hmm? She had a point, as I blinked. I didn't try to rationalize it was a rich man's game anymore, or some other paranoia. I heard magic, and it felt natural that it was spoken about. Wait, why? If, and I'm saying that is a big if, magic is as real as it feels like right now. Why are you hiding it? Because how was the world last time humanity believed, truly believed? I raised an eyebrow. Can't be as bad as now. Chuckling, she continued. 
You just know about current events all over the world now because of the media. The world has always had war, famine, tyrants and evil people, just with magical juice in it as well. But back in the day, oracles from every pantheon uttered the same prophecy. She held up a finger. In short, they all said it at the same time. If humanity as a whole still believed in the supernatural, the worlds of gods, fey and monsters, all the planes and this world will end up annihilating each other. Leaning back, I frowned. So you all decided as a collective to hide the supernatural part of the world? And what is stopping anything from happening? I mean, there are evil in every mythology. Almost every one of them has some sort of world-ending prophecy as well. Yes, my dear. That is true. And all of them are different scenarios. Call it different alternate futures, while most of us try our best to stay clear and prevent it. There are so many paths to destruction, and only two to peace. For you to understand everything, I would have to sit here for at least ten years to explain everything, and I nor you have that luxury. I wiped my face with a napkin before picking up the orange juice and silently wished for an energy drink more than a coffee. So what happens to me now? Can't I just give you the book and get on my merry way? The older crone looked at me for a while before speaking. You can if you want to, my dear. Though I won't accept the book. You can toss it over the side of this both, but your life won't be the same. They're after you now. You took something of theirs that no one else has dared, nor even managed to do since the organization was born. Maybe you can run, change countries and cities until you tire, but you will be hunted. It didn't sound too bad. Might be hard, but something told me the other path was way more dangerous and heroic. And right now, heroic didn't sound as fun as it once had. Who are they anyway? They call themselves the Watchers of the Chained Sun. I waited for her to continue, and started to get a little annoyed when after ten seconds she was just still watching my face. And... I am forbidden to speak about it further. We all are. We swore an oath about our existence. That sounded like what comes out of the back end of a horse, and as if hearing my thoughts, the woman's mouth suddenly got a bit thinner, in anger. Be warned, Brendan. I have shown nothing but hospitality to you, even saved your cute behind. Thread carefully. I felt the boat shake slightly, and gulped. Sorry, okay, okay, you swore, all swore an oath, but why? You need to figure that out yourself. Great, figure out some book no one wished to talk about except the freaking cult, but I can't talk to them because they want to kill me. And how am I supposed to do this? Ask them nicely with some dinner? And before I knew it, the world was suddenly so much larger than it used to be. Like truly. It felt like everything decided to become the slogan of Texas and make everything bigger. I felt fur and... Wait, fur? I squeaked. Wait, I squeaked? I was a rat. 
How was I a rat? And something grabbed me by the tail. I had a tail and lifted me up. And what I saw was the personification of three women shifting together with anger in their face. Did I not tell you to tread lightly, mortal? All three voices spoke at the same time. Did I not tell you to hold your tongue? Let me teach you something that you clearly need. Speak to us with courtesy. We are older than you will ever be. You should feel honored that I do not squash you as the little truly being you are. Do you understand? I squeaked and shook my tiny rat head violently up and down. Good. Know your place, mortal. And before I knew it, I was sitting back in the chair, body stiff in terror, looking at the young woman in front of me, sipping coffee. There is one who was part of the Watchers of the Chained Sun, and he left alive. You can find him. He will be sitting in front of the Heliopolis obelisk. Do you know of it? I nodded. I dared not to speak. He sits there every day, from sunrise to sunset. And before I leave, my dear, I do have one gift to bestow you. Well, at least one part of the gift. The others you will get shortly, I believe. It will not completely work until it is completed. If you would for me, lean a bit forward. Please not a rat, please not a rat, please not a rat. My mind raced and I leaned over the table. Close your eyes. Her index finger tapped the lid of my left eye and a sensation of colors. Suddenly, from the darkness, colors erupted in my sight as I stumbled backwards, screaming. The pain that came with it was almost unbearable. I know, I know, child, I am sorry. But changing the retina and all the cells in an eye, mutating them is painful, I'm afraid. Blinking away the tears, I looked upon the woman. The right eye showed me the older crone again, smiling at me sympathetically. While the left eye, all I could see was outlines in a hazy mist. But with it, it was radiating light in all the colors both known and unknown to man. And the outline showed three forms in one, overlapping. What? It is not completed. And you won't be able to turn it off. I am afraid. So heed my warning, Brendan Croft. When it is completed, cover it up until you want to use it. Basically, what I have done is giving you the third eye onto your first. Everything you see with that eye will be in your memories forever, seared like a scar. And trust me, there is not a blessing for a mortal. There are things in the woken world that you wish to never see. She stood there and watched me. Thank you, I managed to utter. You are welcome, Brendan Croft. It is still one day until this boat reaches Egypt. Rest and eat. You will need it. Before you leave, who are you? The young woman winked at me. You know, don't you? 
especially now with the eye. And focusing with the left eye, I saw her holding a pair of torches. Hecate, goddess of magic, and boundaries, transitions, and crossroads. It seemed fitting I was here for your awakening, my dear. Most people do not get a god or a goddess to be there explaining. Though you are a special matter. Goodbye, Brendan. And she was gone. It was just me, the boat, and the feeling of wanting to hide forever in a hole in some place far away. I told you, Kim, it was going to get weirder and weirder still. What I figured out since that time, when it comes to the awakening, is this. There are different ways to wake up. Some through gentle awakenings, meditating, praying, or just the love of the supernaturals. Others are crude awakenings like mine. Something forcing you awake. Getting shot after seeing a huge white eye blinking at me before that being teleported kind of jolted me awake. Some have woken from true cruelty also. It does not have to involve any magic or deities. I've heard of someone watching a true slaughter waking up, though the lullaby is one amazing feat. I will explain why in later letters. Trust me. I'm confident even talking about this will maybe make one or two people hearing this wake up. Rest will think it is a fabrication of your mind. The lullaby is that strong. Anyway, I gotta go. Until next time. Best regards, Brendan Croft. Yeah, Brendan wasn't kidding, was he? It is weird, meeting Hecate. I mean, I am what people call a pagan. I believe in pagan deities, but meeting them? There are things I can't explain. A lot of it has happened over the weeks, mind you all. But gods? Just casually talking to someone on a yacht? I find that hard to believe. Maybe I am not as awake as Brendan thinks I am. But it seems like this story is trying to tell us is close to finished. So let's hope the next letter comes soon. Until then, take care. And I'll leave you all with this. Are we all rats in a maze? This has been the fifth episode of Letters About the Untold. Written and read by Kim Chilyoshta. Music by Nikolai Hagen. The places and people you hear in this podcast might be real, but the description or personality of the places and people might have been altered. This is fiction. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I do hope you enjoy it and hope you will listen to the next episode. If you do, please press that subscribe button and follow the podcast on social media. And if you can, it would be nice if you could leave a review. Until next time... Beware of the flickering lights.